The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hey guys, welcome to Hoop Ball Heat. It's Ben, it's Luke, you know us. Heat win! Heat won. Heat win! Um, Luke, I'm fucking, I've cursed already. I'm so yeah. happy. I'm so happy, Man. Luke. Tonight was one. Oh my God. Like, I, it, it feels, it, it feels special. And, and when I say special, I don't just mean that I'm feeling some hope. I don't just mean that, oh, this team looks good. I think we might have a chance. It doesn't even mean that I like this team. It means that the the feeling I get when I'm watching this game and I'm seeing just the offense work, in, not in every possession, and we'll discuss that, but the offense looked beautiful. The defense the Miami Heat defense right now is a black hole where dreams go to die. And the entire game, all I could say was, wow, this is a really, really good team. It's going to be a good season, man. I'm just like, bro, I'm looking at the box score right now. Every single starter had a steal. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Like, like, I'm just so okay. Let's give a little context here. Um, Luke, I was there. I was at the game on opening night. You were there. You're the court side reporter this time. It was like I... the ninth game I've ever been to in my life, and it's only the second time they've won. But they've won the last two times I've been there. So maybe my dad was the bad mojo. I I, I would agree. Look, for, for the Miami Heat, Pat Riley, if you're listening right now, um, just just don't let Ben's dad into the building. Uh, no, but like, um, so I can I can do this. I'm going to give a big shout out to the way I was able to get these tickets because um, they were amazing yeah. tickets. They were lower bowl tickets. Huge, huge shout out to the fine folks over at the Miami Heat Beat podcast. Um, go check them out. They're wonderful members of Heat Nation. Um, they did a little giveaway. I got the trivia question right before anyone else. And I was able to go with my best friend, shout out, Robert. Um, appreciate you, homie. And yeah, um, we were there. We had an unbelievable time. I screamed so much. There's a reason I'm going to be a little quieter on this pod. My voice is going to be a bit lower because if I try to go too high or too loud, I'm going <laughs> to, I lost a lot of my voice tonight, Luke. Um, well, but- you know what, man? That, that, that's all right, because I can do all the ranting for you. And here's what I'm going to say. Enough of all these ESPN guys saying that he don't have enough. They need another piece. They're not in that tier of the Bucks and the Nets. Well, what are the Bucks now? Where are the Bucks? Let's- the Bucks that just lost 137 to 95. Now, now I know what you're going to say. And I know that you're going to say, oh, well, the Bucs didn't have Brooke Lopez. They didn't have Drew Holiday. They didn't have their MVP, Bobby Portis. Well, you know what? As far Those as are I all very tell, good points. Well, well, I am getting there, sir. As far as I could tell, they had two All-Stars, one of whom Bucks fans claim is the best player in the NBA right now. I, and I would, I, yeah, yeah. I would, I would say he's like second at worst. I would say he's top four. Um, personally, I've got Steph, LeBron, KD, Giannis all up there. Not exactly sure which one, but right now, I go, as I, 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 I go, KD, Giannis, Steph, Jokic. But I, I can understand. We can debate that. I know you're obsessed with the Nuggets, but we we can get to that Big later. Big win last night in Phoenix. Big win last night in Phoenix. Bro. Yeah, we we're gonna have to uh, boot Ben over to uh, Hoop Ball Nuggets um, if he keeps up with this slander. And by slander, I mean is talking about the the Nuggets. When excuse me, 
the, the, the number one topic right now is the dominant, the incredible Miami Heat. I mean, look at this. These bucks, where, where are your crowns now? Where are your rings now? Where are your back to work? Another championship, run it back, defend the title now. Because y'all, it's not just like, oh, it was a close game and the Bucks lost because they didn't have their best players. This was a complete beat down, never in doubt. From the very first quarter, it wasn't good. It was 20 to 3, I believe. I know there was a 19-0 run somewhere. Um man. <laughs> This so, team. so so what I have just done to render Luke speechless is I have gone to the Milwaukee Bucks Twitter account and pulled up the tweet that they sent out after the game ended. And it is my at the very bottom, it is Miami 137, Milwaukee 95, which was your no. final score, by the way. By the way, your final score once again, Miami 137, Milwaukee 95. We will get more into the game in a moment. But uh, above it is a picture of the Bucks championship logo, the Larry O'Brien trophy and the rings. And the caption is still the champs. So not only did the heat beat the Bucks by 42 points tonight, but we also, the, the heat also got the Bucks, butt hurt, buck hurt, if you will. Now, by the way, I happen to recall some Bucks players saying um, that they have forgotten about that last season essentially and that they are not focusing on that i remember Giannis specifically saying that it's not about last season that it's about this season that he's going back to work they just came down from the mountaintop and now that it's not so nice down here in the valley they're trying to run back up well guess what they can stay in 2021 if they want to. But ultimately, we are moving on to the future. And that is a future where the Miami Heat runs supreme. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, what else can you really say about the game tonight? Um, I have a lot of like in arena stories I want to tell. Um, some of the people I got to meet, I finally got to meet our good buddy Tony, uh, hoop ball guest, yes. Tony Schwartz of Fivers and Sports. I got to meet him in person along with um, another uh, good friend of ours from Twitter, uh, fi- another Five Reasons contributor, uh, Andy, go to Marino. Um, shout out to those two for being wonderful. Um, that is his legal name, by the way. Coded Marino. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything else about him, bro. But no, those two were great. Um, I got to meet some some members from of the media, um, just just by happenstance in the halls of the arena. Um, people like Ethan Skolnick, people like uh, Alex Solana, who does local radio down here, um, with the Hawk and Crowder show. But like, it was just a wonderful night. Um, getting to see everything. I got to see a woman, a very drunk woman, suggestively dance with Bernie as he slowly backed away from her. Like he was standing on the chairs, Luke, and he was dancing, right? Trying to hype up the, the section below us. And she comes up behind him and starts dancing with him. And he steps off the chair and motions for her to go on top of the chair. Was, yeah. Was, I mean, sometimes we are reminded that Although Miami is such an incredible city, it does happen to be located in the state of Florida. <laughs> no, but it was fun, though. It was fun, though. And we had, like, should I, should I keep telling arenas? I'm going to tell a couple more arena stories. All um, right. Tell, tell tonight, some arena stories, and then I'll rail on the Bucks some more. I, I, I want to tell some, some arena stories and then actually get into some of the game stuff because there was <laughs> a surprising amount to take away from a 42-point win. Um, in which the Bucks in the final three quarters scored 26 in each of them, which is pretty cool. But no, the Bucks have two guys in, on on their bench. Um, they have Sandro Mamu Kelashvili, uh, or Mamu as he's referred to by NBA Twitter, and they have uh, Georgios Kaladzakis, who oh my is God. A, a surprisingly small uh, six seven. Like he looked like a guard. 
Look, between those two guys and uh, the Nassus and Ted Kumpo, I think the Bucks are just trying to assemble as many people with long and complicated names in the hopes that one of them just becomes Giannis. Well, here, here's the fun part. Um, I like Mamu a lot, first of all. I think he's going to be really good. But Michael Biamonte, the longtime voice of the Heat in Arena, Any anytime you hear, like, you know, J. Me, Butler. He's he's the PA announcer in the arena. That's that's the proper term. Um, he was struggling in that second half. Like Mamu Kelashvili, oh, yeah. I've never heard him stutter before, but he was stuttering trying to say that name. It was like shocking to me. Um, another thing. Speaking of of voices of the Heat that we know and love, Mike English, long time radio voice of the Heat for thirty three years, called it quits, uh, retired. After last season, got a really nice standing ovation, a great tribute tonight in the arena. Um, also getting a great tribute tonight in the arena um, was uh, Udonis Haslam's father, um, who tragically passed away over the offseason, which is why Udonis Haslam was not with the team for the beginning of preseason. Um, John Haslam, just really, really uh Nice moment there, getting the, a moment of silence and a standing ovation. Um, get a little bit more into UD uh, and some more some more fun things a bit later. Oh, this this is great because oh, well, look, I remember. Well, right look, look, I, I want to save that a little bit because I do want to get to the game because my God, like this, you're, team, you're depriving you're depriving them of the UD fun stuff. No, I want them to stick around till later for the UD fun stuff. Yeah, so that listen to like a good, so that they listen to the basketball stuff. Okay. You see, listen, so you see, listeners, what I was doing there is called a tease. It's something that's done <laughs> a lot in radio, where uh, someone will tease an upcoming segment, but instead, I'm teasing you stories that will be coming in about. I don't know. Give us ten minutes, fifteen tops. <laughs> but, um, yeah, feel free to skip to then. <laughs> No, please don't. Uh, more, more, more watch time. Feel free to also uh, leave a review and a rating. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Do that. Um, by the way, um, Ben out there in uh, the FTX arena with all the uh, the top shelf uh, heat media guys. Ben is like the Dewey Hauser of media. <laughs> Good lord, we didn't. You did not just make that reference on this show in 2021. Excuse me, I am way too much of a having your mother fan to not make that reference. What's worse, making that reference in 2021 or the heat, the people in the heat arena, Uptown Dale and them boys trying to oh, get no. me to swag surf in 2021? No. They had a, a guest DJ tonight who looked exactly like Keanu Reeves. It was unbelievable. <laughs> That doesn't sound like a good thing. I was like, "Why is John Wick DJing this basketball game?" <laughs> I, I I was I was blindsided, but um, yeah, yeah. he was hoping that he killed the Bucks. Yeah, for real. Yeah, the target tonight. It was hunting season. It was deer season. But um, <laughs> so let's just get into it. Um, this Look, first of all, if this Heat team can defend like this, Luke, for a full season, this is going to be a special, special team. And by the way, like the defense, like it's not just I, I got to say, this has got to be the most fun to watch defense I've ever seen. I like I've never because, seen so much like so many tipped balls. Yeah. I mean, we were up by 42 and this still was a really fun game to watch. Yeah, I'm like. I want to give special props tonight to um, PJ Tucker oh, in his yeah. debut for, um, uh, let's see, uh, his second possession, the second possession of the game. The first possession of the game was a BAM. Uh, what did he take it to? The, was it was the mid-range shot first or was the, the layup first? I think that was the mid-range. Yeah, whatever the case, he did something good. And then, like, immediately after that, on the uh, the next position down, Giannis got, I believe, a really nice entry pass from Chris Middleton, if I'm, mistake- if I'm not mistaken, him or George Hill, and is going up for a dunk. P.J. Tucker put that man on his butt. Oh, Hard yeah. foul. Hard foul. And, like, the immediately ingratiated himself to these fans. And, like, I was there. I was in there. 
I was like, I could hear it. These fans, PJ Tucker is going to love Miami this season. Um, by the way, the by the way, two of three from downtown. He was, which means which uh, means that he's not like we're not expecting this guy to be some sort of crazy great offensive contributor. But I think what the Heat want from him is just that to be able to do all the incredible things that he does on defense and have at least a little bit of three-point gravity on offense. Look, I don't think you understand. He went two of three from downtown and he hit a layup. Yeah. He had eight points tonight. I thought it was going to take him three games to get to eight points. Hey, it's more than Andre McDonald ever did. Luke, I like I'm I and even then, I'm still not super sold on this forward room. Or we'll get to uh, Markeith Morris in a minute. But like, I was nervous when I saw Markeith coming into the game, and he really didn't do anything to impress me tonight. Um, he we'll kept taking, him. yeah, he kept taking these shots, and is, they didn't look good. He's one of those guys you kind of you kind of look at as a black hole on offense. Um, I was down on that signing from the beginning. Like, I remember you were up on it a bit, but like, I didn't like it and I still don't like it. Um, and I really hope there's someone available later in the season that they can just another body they can get in that forward room if Omer, if Omer doesn't uh, develop. But um, yeah, you know, Al Farouk Aminu is still without a team. Just saying. Yes, he is. Yes, he Al is. Alfred Camino is this year's Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I'm predicting it. He's going to be. Oh my God, Luke! I remember, like, I was, I was in the car with my dad when when that broke, and like, I remember for like 15 minutes, I was trying to tell him, "No, trust me, this Aminu guy. This is a guy. This is a body they oh, can yeah. use." Look, um, I I think. That if, um, like, here's my biggest problem with the forward rotation. And it's not that I don't think P.J. Tucker is good enough to be a starting power forward, because I think he definitely is. Yeah. And it's not that I don't think that we can, uh, I, I think that he could potentially survive some Marquis Morris. They, you know but, what I but, don't think they can survive? What? Morris and Deadman playing together. That's a fact. It looked um, bad. It, it was not good. It was straight up the only thing tonight that looked like actually bad that mattered yeah, for Miami. Absolutely. But um basically the one thing that scares me is we both know that Jimmy Butler is not going to play 82 games. And we both Correct. know that PJ Tucker is not going to play 82 games. Correct. That means that. In order to, and, and we also know that Donis Haslam will not be playing. We also know that Marcus Garrett and... Despite Cole, and, my uh, best Chandler, efforts, Udonis yeah. Haslam will not be playing. <laughs> we, we will get to that. As, that as, see, I'm learning. I'm learning the teasing thing. Yes. Um, but um, we also know Caleb Martin and Marcus Garrett cannot play so many games and so if any sort of injury happens to or even if jimmy butler rests what are the heat doing the obvious answer is oh yeah next man up markeith morris and i don't know max Struess. but how effective is that and what comes off the bench how many kaziak pala minutes are there going to be and when you've got a guy out in free agency like Alfred Aminu, and you can say what you want about his speed, he happens to have been aging, and that has clearly shown. Luke, you know years. something? You know something? If I may cut you off for a second, yeah, go for it. We just won- the Heat just won a game by forty-two points. Why are they we did. talking about Alfred Aminu? Because he's an NBA player. You know who else He's is an, an NBA N- player? Do you know who, who else is an NBA player? Who's an NBA player? Bam Adebayo is a Bam NBA Adebayo player. is an M- He's not an NBA player. He's a NBA All-Star player. Luke, 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 I don't think you understand. He had Grayson Allen on him in transition, and you know what he did? <laughs> he scored. He he took him to he put him under the basket and he scored. <laughs> He I was did like the thing all the way he down, the thing. like all the way down. I'm yelling, Bam, he's he's too small. Go at him, Bam. Giannis is behind you. Go at him. And he did. And I and I cheered. 
If you have been listening to Luke, us, Luke, he had 20 much, points in 23 minutes, Luke. If you have been listening to us or to any other Miami sports media outlet, you know there's one thing that everybody in Miami has been clamoring for, and that is for Bam Adebayo to be aggressive. It's been said over and over and over again to the point where it's now a meme on NBA Twitter. Luke, Luke, I don't think you understand, bro. He... He put a shoulder. He he put his shoulder into the two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP, one of the seventy-five best players ever. He put his shoulder in him, gave him one-two, backed up, took a mid-range jumper, and sunk it mm. Mm. over over that guy. That guy. Yeah, that guy can that, see that guy who scored game. zero sure. points against Bam tonight. Um. God, I think I, I think that the Heat might have a really, 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 really good player on their hands. I mean, th- this guy, 9 for 13 from the field. Free throw soon left something to be desired, but 13 rebounds. Luke, he only shot the ball 13 times. Imagine when he starts taking like 20 shots a night. And by the way, the, the stat that I'm... Uh, that jumped out to me for offensive rebounds. So when you have guys like Jimmy Butler, who we know can do pretty much everything except for shoot, but well, I mean, the jumper looked good tonight. I thought the jumper looked great, but he didn't step back a couple feet. I mean, uh, he had a wide open three that he didn't take and instead passed to Markeith Morris in the corner. And that tells you something. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they were up 30 at that point, so it didn't really matter. But if it starts becoming an hey, issue... Hey, if you're Jimmy Butler, that matters. If it No, but if it becomes an issue when it does matter, then let's talk about it. But right now, um, but you have a guy like P.J. Tucker, who, while I'm not super high on him offensively, can box out like nobody's business and is super sound positionally. You have a guy like Duncan Robinson, who is long and who knows what he's doing. And you have a guy like Kyle Lowry, who we'll get to, who maybe got hurt tonight. Um, but you have guys who are going to be able to box out for themselves and can guard their positional. Like they can guard their man. Bam can, Bam can legit average. I think we're underselling how many rebounds he can average this season. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the, the problem last year when you have Kendrick Nunn, or Goran Dragic on the court. And then you've, or both, and then you've got Tyler and Duncan, although Duncan was improving and Tyler has since improved. We can discuss that in a second. But having essentially no defenders except for Bam and Jimmy on the court, Bam was forced to have to be responsible for everyone. So that when he was guarding someone, he had to constantly be on the lookout to help other guys. But tonight, when Kyle Lowry was locking people up, when Jimmy was doing his business, when P.J. Tucker was doing his job and more, Bam and Abayo could focus purely on shutting down a Mr. Antetokounmpo first initial G. I'm just like... If this, if that right there is the guy we're getting this season, like, oh my God, like th- that's a guy, like if he gives you a little bit more from the free throw line or like takes a couple more shots, like that's a guy who all of a sudden this team's title hopes, like I'm starting to feel a lot better about it. Can if we he, talk if about he, If he can do that against Brooke Lopez... My God. And I think that would be easier against Brooke Lopez because Brooke Lopez is forced to go you would, to drop. You would think, wouldn't you? You would think it would be easier against Brooke Lopez. Yeah, but... and it would be even easier against Nick Claxton. <laughs> I mean, I like Nick Claxton, though. I do, too, but I also happen to like an all-star. LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge. Say LaMarcus Aldridge. I, I'm a... I I love Mr. Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, Lamarcus. No, 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 no. Re- really? Future? I don't know about that. 
Look, they they let they they've let some people in recently that would suggest that yes. But they also let Chris Bosh in. That's a fact. Um, um, but regardless, the uh, Marcus Aldridge multi-time All-Star, multi-time All-NBA. Look, 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 look. Allow me. Lamarcus well, Aldridge is old, fat, and has heart problems. Yeah, <laughs> he's not stopping Bam. <laughs> he's basically what we imagine. With all due respect, with all due respect to All Star Lamarcus Aldridge, he is what I imagined Chris Bosh would be if he never got plugged Fox. That's not right fair. now. That's not right fair now. to Chris Bosch. Right That's now. Not, that is not fair to Chris. Right Bosch. now, 2021. No, no. Chris Bosch was always in better shape than Lamarcus Aldridge. Don't do that. That's true. But 2021. I, I think he would be in better shape. I think he'd be defending at a higher level because Chris Bosch was always a better defender than Lamarcus Aldridge. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're right, but at the same Name time... Name one time that LaMarcus Aldridge defended a pick-and-roll as, as well as Chris Bosh did. We only saw Chris Bosh in his prime. Yes, and did, how much were you not watching your, your, your apparent favorite player, multi-time All-Star, future Hall of Famer LaMarcus Aldridge? Favorite player? Excuse me? You seem to talk about him like it. I mean, I mean... Ben thinks I'm cheating on him with Lamarcus Aldridge. <laughs> Listen, man. The way you're talking. Listen, man. But uh, no, yeah, Bam. Bam is very good. I'm very happy. <laughs> I don't um, know how we got there? <laughs> you know who else is very good? Who Who else is very good? Jimmy B. Buckets. The B stands for braids. <laughs> yeah. Not I only mean... does he look good. Oh, but he, he is he's playing looked, good. Jimmy Butler looks like he just got out of high school with the way that he's looking energized. He can jump. He can jump now. Yeah, bro. He almost hit his head on the rim. Did oh, you see, on that on that breakaway dunk. Yeah, I was like, I was screaming, but um. This man's boombox aquarium has been putting in some work recently. 21, 6, and 4 for the reigning and a steal for the reigning steals leader. Um in 29 minutes of work. Uh three fouls tonight, which I thought was a little bit interesting. Um since Jimmy is a guy for his career who has less fouls than he does steals. Um but I just also like, and I think the funniest thing, because we spoke about the new NBA rule changes with fouls, shot 11 free throws. Doesn't affect him. Actually, yeah. that's that's a good thing you just reminded me of. His uh, Jimmy's agent, Bernard Lee, Bernie Lee, uh, tweeted out after the Celtics preseason game, um, which, I mean, we could talk about that a little if we want, um, was a rousing success. Yeah, well, you know, as, as much as I love those games, it's preseason. We in the real thing now. Yes, we are. Uh, let me look for... Where is this tweet? I'm, I'm trying to find it. You can summarize it. Basically, he was talking about Jimmy's free throw, right? Um, yeah. And how Jimmy... Here it is. Quote, I've spent all summer telling JB, that's Jimmy Butler, about the rule changes and how I thought they would affect him. Ellipses. He's told me to shut up every time. Ellipses. Parentheses. When he leave, I start talking again. And parentheses. First game of regular minutes, he shoots eleven free throws and a half. Talent is an amazing thing. End quote. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, First yeah, game is. of the season, he shoots eleven free throws and ten field goals. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And by the I way, think, like what, what? What's the best? Way? Yeah. Th- this t- this reply. Um, is is what like really sells it from? Uh, I'll try to pronounce this correctly. Chikori, Chikorito Marito Oladipo <laughs> at Chikorito no, Marito. You're trying to pronounce that as if you're pronouncing someone's name. Um, quote: It's the way he holds the ball and wideness of the stances he takes up with the ball. If you watch some of his workout videos, a lot of them are designed to take contact and not draw contact. He's not trying to trick you into reaching. It's like he wants you to reach and body him, but the point is to still take and make the shot. Jimmy is a player that loves contact, 
Um, it's something I kind of see Max Struess taking from him when he when he drives. Jimmy's the kind of guy who is strong enough to just take hits and still make it through traffic while taking those hits. And the refs notice that if you're taking the hit and like your body is like clearly taking the hit and you're still getting your shot off, they're more likely to call that than if you're a guy like say LeBron who can take those hits and shrug them off like nothing. Yeah. And furthermore, when a guy can be such a threat, a constant threat, it makes the rest of the team so much better. Yeah. And one of the guys who it makes better had quite a good night. And of course, I am talking about the boy wonder, the baby goat, Mr. Tyler Hero. The first, I believe, the first player to score 25 points, five rebounds, and five assists in only 25 minutes. Is that confirmed? I saw a tweet about it somewhere, so I'm just going to assume it's confirmed. Go to, there's, a, there's a couple of places that might have said that, but yeah, no. Um, I think the standout play of the night from Tyler uh, obviously has to be that end of the first quarter buzzer beater. Um, oh, my God. So so Jordan Awara, I think it was, got a breakaway dunk, and Max Struess competed so hard to get up there and get a chase down block on it, which, by the way... Um, was fantastic and I was very happy to see it. And then Hero came down and hit like a like a 35 foot three at the at the first quarter buzzer to make it 40 to 17 and <laughs> j- blew me out of my seat. The went on my feet. Of it. <laughs> I was just like I was in awe. It's like a 2021 version of the Dwayne Wade Chicago. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Completely different. Completely. Although, if you did see that NBA 75 recreation thing, did you see who recreated Dwayne Wade's Chicago shot? Wait, who? Donovan Mitchell. Oh, of course it did. In In a heat uniform. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on. And they had Bradley Beal recreating the Ray Allen shot. Ah, uh, thank you very much. Also in a heat uniform, although I don't really know if I want him anymore. Uh, uh, oh, no, man. Uh, I mean, we're, we're in the midst of a week where the Dolphins are are trying to acquire Deshaun Watson. So I think uh, a lot of that's been thrown you don't need to make me. You don't need to make me sad. Look, we we at Hoopball, he do not uh, do not represent uh Hoopball Dolphins, which is non-existent. <laughs> I'm trying to find this picture to show uh, Luke of Donovan Mitchell wearing I'll, a I'll, fi- I'll find it after the pod, but, but um, I do want to get back to Tyler because yeah, he... they, like I think the main thing that I proved tonight is that remember back just a couple days ago where he was averaging like 25 points in the preseason? Yes. Yeah, that's not just a preseason thing. So something I want to talk about, and like it is so apparent seeing it in person, he is bigger, <clears throat> like physically. <clears throat> there were there might have been like three or four times where he went to the basket, took contact, and was able to finish through it. That was not happening last year. Like he is noticeably nope. stronger and more <laughs> willing to take contact than he was a year ago. And that is the biggest growth that I'm seeing from him. He spent growth. he spent this offseason in a cocoon and came out a full-grown basketball player. Yeah, he was great. I mean, did everything you could ask for him. Hit four threes. Got, only got only shot about four free throws, which, I mean, if he gives you four free throws a night, you will take it. Yeah. I mean, for a um, guy coming off your bench... Absolutely. I, I still think there's a chance he'll lead the heat in scoring just because of his volume and his burst off the bench. I still think it might be Bam, but I, I'm 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 starting to come around on that. Um look uh, in, in this in, in this competition between me and Ben of who 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 predicts it correctly, I think either way we both win. Yes, this is true. <laughs> yeah, so long as the heat are winning, then yes, we both win. 
Um, Absolutely. Um, before we start to wrap up, there's one more thing that I want to discuss. To talk about Kyle Lowry. Yeah. So I, I'm going to kind of pair that with Duncan Robinson because the first thing that I saw I, okay. on, on NBA Twitter. Can we, can we was, separate this, Luke? Because I feel like this is Kyle's first game as a member of the Heat. And it is like. <laughs> We, we can talk about uh, Kyle Lowry in particular in a second. I just, I want to address the haters. Hmm. I, I want to address the haters. We, we can make that into an official segment later. But um, the main thing that I heard um, was Kyle only scored eight points. Uh, no, uh, five points. He was one for eight from the field. Uh, Kyle's not going to help the Heat. He's not better than Gordon. Duncan is off. Duncan and Kyle both have a very specific purpose on this team, and that is to help facilitate the offense. Duncan creates space for everyone by the gravity of his, of his jump shot, and Kyle orchestrates the offense. He is the conductor. He's at the cockpit. So whether or not they individually have great nights is a very little significance. Because if Duncan Robinson isn't on fire, it usually means that instead of shooting, he's able to help other guys do well. And we saw that tonight in Adebayo, Butler, Hero, and I mean even Dwayne Dedman getting it in. So I, I think to address that once and for all, this is not a bad night for Lowry and Robinson because they did exactly what they had to do. Yeah. I mean, I think um, in terms of uh, Kyle Lowry, he tweaked that ankle in the second quarter. I think it was um, and kind of looked a little bit off for the rest of the night, but I mean, he defended at a high level. He facilitated at a high level. Um I don't think he can get away with one more one for eight shooting nights, five point nights. There are going to be nights where they need him to be like 20 plus. And, but like tonight might not have been one of those nights, but there's at least going to be like more nights than not. They're going to need 15 out of him. And, you know, I just don't imagine, I, I don't imagine that he will have like many more one for eight shooting nights. Um, tonight was his first real game as a member of the heat. So I, I imagine against Indiana, which is the next game, he will be able to do a bit more. But um, Duncan, on the other hand, I mean, those are shots he makes more often than not. I have full faith those will go in at some point. Um, and the other stuff was really good from Duncan. Six rebounds tonight, which has to be a career high, I'd imagine. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And also, like, two assists. He had a steal. He tipped a bunch of passes. Defensively looked super sharp. Um, also got like an and one. I don't know if you remember that layup. Oh yeah. I thought that was great. It, it was good. More, more Duncan driving, please. It, I mean, we're talking about a guy who for the past year and a half that he's been or two years now that he's played in the NBA has always been considered a one dimensional player or score uh, a shooter. And that's it. If this guy can score around the uh, court can get into the paint, then that means that his gravity is just doubled. Yeah, I agree. Um, as for like some of these bench guys, I guess if we want to quickly go over that, Marquise Morris, we talked a little bit about it. He was not great tonight. Three for 10, which I mean, like his three for 10 and Duncan's three for 10 are two completely different things. Yeah, very different. Um, like who else? Caleb Martin got some garbage time minutes. He was fine. He was Caleb Martin. KZ then, hit Omer, a three. Yeah, KZ. Look, KZ, I was actually kind of surprised when he came out and hit that three. And he seemed to be uh, just when, when he did the after basket camera cut, he seemed to kind of feel relieved because look, Casey's not dumb. He he knows. He he knows what you're feeling and he knows what we're feeling. Um so he definitely came out tonight and was just relieved to be able to see something go in. Uh still just wasn't that good or anything, but um I was just glad to see him hit that. Yeah. 
I mean, I, uh, I guess Deadman is someone we could talk about. Um, he hit a three tonight. That's pretty important. Yeah. If he can, if he can take one three a game and hit it, like that's going to be kind of huge for what this offense can do. Um, other than that, I mean, nine rebounds, 13 points. I doubt that's what he's going to give you every night, but it, you know, you'll take what you can get from him. Looked super solid in the pick and roll. Um, just always is able always just seems to be in the right spot, really. And that's all you can really ask from him. Yeah. I mean, look, between w- without Kelly Olenek and without Redacted, it, before we got uh, Dwayne Demon, those damn list minutes were tough to survive. I personally am not ever concerned when Bam subs out and Dwayne Denman comes in because that's simply a logic guy. He does what he has to do. Nothing more. Actually, something more, but nothing less. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Omer. Omer. Omer uh, might have been the only thing that kept us from getting you down as Haslam minutes tonight. Uh, yeah. Because every time, he, every time he scored, the chance would kind of die down, and UD would kind of like fist pump and be like, "Yeah, I don't gotta, I don't gotta go in." Uh, but other than that, I mean, you know, it was garbage time minutes, but he still looks really good on the offensive end. Um, and speaking of good on the offensive end, Gabe Vincent three for three, one for one from the three point line. Just I solid. I liked it. I'm I'm glad he hit that three because his shooting is something that they're gonna need this year if they're if they have to if Tyler isn't able to do some of the backup point guard stuff they're gonna need him. Um, yeah. Then uh, we discussed Max Drews a little bit, but Max looks just, good. The athleticism, yeah, it, it, it popped. The athleticism, the strength, um, yeah, the ability absolutely. to do more than just shoot. There were so many times he could have taken a shot and didn't. That concerned me. Um, it didn't concern me because he was finding guys who were open, and I most of those possessions ended in points anyway. But like, I'd imagine there's going to be times later in the season where he will shoot those shots. All right. Uh, lastly, Mark. Actually, second to last, Mark Garrett. Um, just look solid on defense. You make the Josh comp. I'm not. I'm I'm not sold on that, but definitely uh, I liked what uh, we saw from him tonight. And uh, I just want to see more. Looks, yeah, this is yeah, a guy. This agree. is a, one of those guys. Like you watch him, you watch him play, and you just watch him like walk around and look at his physicals. This is a guy that could turn in, into an elite, elite defensive one. Elite. Okay. I promise you, I watch him. I watch him and call, like, I watch his college highlights. I look at his, look at his arms and his hands (laughs) and the way he, like, he poked the ball away, like, every time down when he, after he got in the game. This guy has the potential to be an unbelievable defender. Yeah. Well, for the last guy on the roster, because I I know you've got a story here, so I'll let you have the floor. I'll mute my microphone and let you discuss Giannis Haslam, well, Mister Three Hundred Five. Don't mute your microphone now, because I want to hear your reactions. But uh, oh, I, I <laughs> so fine. okay. So you hear that? Ben appreciates my reaction. I appreciate you in general, Luke. Um, but so so it's like the end of the third quarter, and the Heat are up by like thirty-five, and I'm like. All right. It's the end of the third quarter. My friend's like, do you want to leave early and try and beat the traffic? And first of all, the thing I told him was the way you beat the traffic is by staying for the whole game because a lot oh, of yeah. people leave early. Um, but secondly, I, I start I start going, I'm like, we want UD. Give us UD. Come on, UD. And I'm like, I'm like yelling and like nothing's really happening. And so like we get a little bit later. And, like, I hear a couple guys going, we want Haslam. We want Haslam. And I'm like, and then it kind of dies down. And I'm like, all right, that sounds better than we want UD, which is what was happening. In the, the last game I went to, is, uh, the last heat game I went to was Dwayne Wade's jersey retirement night. Mm. And the chant there was, we want UD, which just kind of sounds weird. We want yeah. Haslam works a lot better. And so I start at the top of my lungs. 
we want Haslam. And there's there's an older gentleman behind me, and I never learned his name. But sir, if you ever find this, like <laughs> you were fantastic, and I really enjoyed our conversation. Um, ben was he, a guy wearing the Goron Dragon shirt. He was he was a I had a rep for the Fallen for the Fallen Warriors, but um, of course, but. He was like, that's a good point. They're up by a million. This is the right time for it. And so he and so we both start going, we want Haslam. We want. And then the section starts going, starts chiming in. And then I hear the whole arena, like just slowly but surely the whole arena. We want Haslam. (laughs) We want Haslam. And I was and he and he's like, look what you started. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I start looking at the bench and Bam is like losing it. Bam's like going like I'm making like arm motions. Bam's like motion with his arms to make it louder. And he's like conducting the crowd and he's stomping his feet. And like, like it was magical. And then we started going UD, 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 UD. And Bam stands up walks over to him and it gets louder and louder and he just, he didn't want to get up and Spo Luke I couldn't see this on in the arena but apparently Spo was like motioning like it's his yeah I saw that not mine he he was very much like like I, I would do the impression uh, now but basically his expression just said well if you want to play you can play yeah which makes it weird which makes it kind of upsetting that there was a guy who behind uh, like kind of to the right and behind me who was going Come on, Spolstro, what the bleep are you doing? Yeah, it's not, not his decision. up to him. Yeah. Although I, I don't understand, like, it, it's a bit odd to me why he wouldn't go in. I guess he's saving it. He's Sa- saving, saving it? He's saving his power for the next time we need him to, to face off against our mortal enemy, Dr- Dwight Howard. <laughs> I mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, Udonis Haslam, the one thing that he keeps repeating over and over again is that he is a player. He is a guy on this team. He's not a coach. He's an athlete. And as an athlete is part of your contractual agreement to essentially to, to, to play when the coach I think, puts you I in. I think to play, to, to be fair to Udonis, this was his first game, his first real game of his career without his father. Uh, yeah. So I can understand it. Like, it makes sense. Am I disappointed? Sure. But if that was, if that is the reasoning for why he did not want to come in, I completely understand. And I, I understand not... that. Yeah. I absolutely, I didn't think of that, but ultimately. Yeah. That's the only reason I can think of that, or he actually didn't have a uniform on underneath the sweats. And he was just wearing the sweats because they're comfy. I mean, he kind of looked like he had a uniform on. Regardless, I don't think Bam would have pushed him if he didn't. Yeah. It was nice, though. I, I was, I was, Bam, Bam, won, Bam wanted it for him. Bam was like, yeah. Bam was like motioning to the crowd that was behind the heat bench to kind of get louder. Um, yeah. But man, it was an incredible night. I I got a call. My grandpa told me before the game, he was like, "Hey, sometimes they have shirts on sale, like logo shirts on sale for like ten dollars. If you can get one for for your grandmother, she'd really appreciate it." And guess what? Crazy Andy's item of the game was tonight. Hell yeah. A Miami Heat logo t-shirt for $10. And so I was able to grab it and I was I was very happy with that. We also got um these wonderful shirts were which were in the on the seats. Um they say um what what do they say? Hold on. You in Miami, FTX Arena opening night, October 21st, 2021. Um, so that was pretty cool. Unfortunately, it's it's like a size too small for me, so that's a little unfortunate. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll keep it. Though. But um, any um, before we end the show, the one thing that I want to ask 
is does this, and you kind of heard my response at the beginning of the season, but I want to ask you at the beginning of the episode, I want to ask you, has this game in any way changed how you see the Heat season this year? No. No, it has not. It has given me, what this game has given me is kind of some ifs. If Bam is going to be this, if, if, you know, Tyler Hero can do this consistently, if Jimmy is going to have legs and be able to just play at a high efficient rate, you know, if PJ is going to be able to hit more threes than he misses for the most part, if, you know, if Duncan doesn't go three for 10 more, more and if Kyle snaps out of this, like, you know, it's all ifs really. Like it's given me, it's made the path to the, this season being like the ultimate success more clear, I guess is the way I would put it. The path to a title has kind of become a bit more clear. You see it, you see what the blueprint could be, but I'm not there yet, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I get that. For me, this basically just said, and I know it was a blowout and the Bucks had injuries, but for me, this essentially just is a statement win. Sure. Hey, hey, we're here. We're here. Yeah, we're here. He are just as good as no, I was. I was talking with Tony and Andy uh, after at a uh, halftime when I met up with them. I was like, like I, I said, yo, we're here. And I didn't just mean like us three being at the game. I meant like they are there. Like they're out there. I said, I was, and I've, I've said this a couple times. They've been, I've been waiting for basketball to come back for five months. This team has been waiting for this game for five months. Oh yeah. Since right. they got eliminated, they've been waiting for this. And now we're here. We're here. And it's going to be a fun season. Yep. Be sure to look out for, uh, for more stuff. Uh, from us, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Ben is at Karmic Bead. 7193. I got it, man. I, I, I got I, I you said you. it I'm enough times. I'm sorry for doubting yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you better be. Um, you can follow me at Luke Josh Webb. Um, be sure to be on the lookout for more stuff. But uh, that'll be our show for tonight. Um, we're excited for the season. All right, Ben, say goodbye to the people. Have a good night, people. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.